Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 188 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Yes, Carrick, the man of many podcasts. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good, but we got done with a three-hour podcast, and I realized I had drank four liters of pop. Holy so <laughs> I got off the podcast, jumped into the Discord, and was like, oh, I'm going to chat with people. And I sat here talking to him, and I'm like, why can I not keep a conversation? And it dawned on me I was in utter pain. I had, like, done that thing when you're on a dr- long drive. I was all, yeah. I'll just ignore the pain from mm. fucking four liters going through my liver. But, yeah, a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts. Always good stuff. Do you urinate, at least? <laughs> That's important. Yeah. I, I ran, I, I, once I realized what was up, I was like, oh, shit. I went, I, I went running right away. I was like, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> Something's, I'm gonna, there's gonna be body damage if I don't speed this That's up. That's why, you know, while, while we record these shows, I have this one glass of water that I baby my yeah. way through because there have been some shows that I'm thirsty and I drink the whole thing by like minute 30 and then I'm sitting there and for the last screwed. hour. I'm just like, mm, I gotta fucking go. Or your mouth gets like, like if you're talking about something heated, your mouth gets dry. Yeah. And then you're like, and it all, yeah. t- it it's fucking all everything sticky. starts scraping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's nasty. Fuck. The complications of our line of work, I swear to God. It's, it's difficult. I'm, uh, people should applaud us. It's like a survival game for us. It's, <laughs> for real. Right? My water, Deep, water, my water, bar was water low. food. Yeah, and we, it's like we could have died. It's yeah. that serious, but we're here for you. I got a little got a little jar of cashews here. It'll be enough to get me through the there show probably. So. <laughs> little protein. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we hope you guys uh, enjoy this upcoming episode. We have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, I actually have room on my brand new desk. I swear I'm going to kill people with how much I, I talk about it. But like beforehand, my space was so condensed, so the mic would be sitting on my notebook. And it's just a little quality of life change like that where I have room to write the timestamp now on my notebook mm. for you guys later. That makes life so much better. Anyway, um, as always, if you guys want to flick a buck at the patreon.com slash Mr. Maddie Plays. Yes, I gotta, indeed. I got to do a rap or something, actually. I got to figure out some – or we should have a little jingle. I'll, get, I'll hire one of our patrons. will yes. sing a little jingle for us, and you can click it like a sound effect and be like, flick a buck. We should get – we we should create like a choir that goes on for five seconds. We do. You know, <laughs> uh, and, just and, like just record each of them saying "flick a buck" in various pitches. <laughs> so flick a buck, flick a buck. This actually is a really good idea. Like I'm laughing, and then I, I don't know me. I'm like, no, that actually <laughs> I can we tell. could probably pull that off. Yeah, for those who aren't That'd watching awesome. the, the video part, character like laughed, and his face just instantly went to business mode. Yeah, He's like, oh, fuck. yeah. I was like, wait a minute, man. That might be a, that might be a perfect plan. <laughs> Anyway, if you do flick a buck, you can get early access to this show on Fridays. Right as soon as the show is done, I go straight to SoundCloud. I upload it. I put it on the Patreon. I send you a link with the timestamps, and you guys can listen right away and do it on the go or while you're doing something else. It's great. You also get access to the Discord. You get a look at the Patreon-exclusive videos. I actually am posting one. Um, Once this podcast is live, you'll see uh, my brand-new setup that I have in my room now that I've organized everything it's it's so much better i love it i actually have two monitors right now like things are great um and yeah so you get all that cool stuff now uh if you go to support the patreon and don't forget carrick's patreon he makes great reviews because you guys are there to constantly support him so thank you all for sending the love our way and now let's get into our first topic this week which was you know a mostly anthem dominated week but we don't have any anthem because personally i talk about it on the channel a ton and um, I think more conversation will start to develop after folks have played the yeah. open demo for an entire weekend. So what we're going to focus on for our headliner is actually the exclusives and how we see another title going to Epic Game Store. And that one being 
Metro Exodus, which is a highly anticipated title. Probably outside of that very busy day, February 15th, I'd say arguably one of the most exciting ones for most folks is Metro. Now for PC users, if you did not pre-order it on Steam already, you have to go to the Epic Game Store. What's been interesting is the conversation afterwards, as we've seen uh, THQ Nordic comment on it, and we've seen Deep Silver yeah. comment on it, and some of those comments are polarizing to one another, and it makes you wonder how um, how much of a chain of command was made for this decision, because I think, was it was it Deep Silver who said that their sister, stu- uh, sister yeah. company made the decision, and, and they really didn't have a part in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like in Coke Media or whatever they're called, Kosh Media or whatever. Yeah, it's and it's also just the way it was done. It it was just whether you like or dislike the exclusives, the timing of it was bad. It was Mm -hmm. just really bad PR lately. Even Ubisoft's fucking stupid email they sent yesterday, where they made the horrendous. I saw that. I saw the picture. I was like, "That's a meme. That was real. Yeah, (laughs) that was real. No, it was real. And you know what I was saying is, I was saying just don't apologize. Be like, okay, it was a bad joke. But like when you turn around and say, oh, you know, it's like bad PR is just continued. And the stuff with Metro, it's just like hearing them back and forth talking. If I were them, I would have put one PR statement together and just say, this is all we're saying. Boom, everybody agrees. You just move forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was bad. Bad planning. It makes it look like, based off that conversation, that it seemed that Sister Studio made a, discu- uh, made a decision, not a discussion, and then the discussion between companies ensued afterwards, and right. now we have multiple statements instead of, hey, we're making this decision, let's make a statement together, Right. <laughs> prepare the PR statement, and that's it. Because it seems like even the companies who were a part of this decision are sitting there, oh, wow. Do you think 4A Games had a say in this? I don't. I don't know. It doesn't I just, sound like they did. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they did. Like, it, it, and the, that's why I was like, maybe just do one and shut the fuck up. Because when they're all like, the more they say different things, the more it feels like they didn't talk, mm-hmm. or there was some really like stupid decision made, and somebody just found out. They were sort of surprised by it. I, I do not know. I just know that it was obviously. I don't think anybody in PR would have thought this was the best plan. You know what? Yeah. It feels like it's like it, it got done. And people just sort of were like, oh, shit, we got to just announce it as quick as possible, blah, blah, blah. You heard that now they're putting the – so they've got the Epic code in the PC games. So if you get the if you get a version, you get the Epic code. Well, a lot of people either don't have Epic Storefront and they want their Steam code, which is what they bought. So you can have people at stores going, hey, I bought this, and there's an Epic code in here. That's not what I bought. I bought a Steam code. Yeah. I, so Once I saw this happen, I instantly thought this PC launch is going to be so bad. Yeah. I will be shocked if this goes smoothly. But to have a gigantic storefront change two weeks before launch and, right. and trying to accommodate for prior pre-orders and not saying, hey, we have to move those sales, I cannot see that working out well. I cannot imagine because I don't feel like we've ever really seen this before because Epic Game Store is the only one who's ever started this exclusivity thing on PC, I feel. Yeah, and Steam. If Steam made a comment, you know it must be a big deal because Steam has a comment on their page mm-hmm. that states we do not feel this is fair. And I saw some people say, oh, it's they're pretending to be hurt or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It, it What they said was true. Like, it isn't really fair to the people who got it. And it's, yeah, it's bad. Just I, I sit in the situation. ballpark that Steam should respond with not exclusivity of their own, but improving where they can De- and, and showing. Yeah. yeah. Because what what would be the worst case scenario, I feel, is if Steam starts buying out games and saying, okay, you're not yes. going to Epic. That would suck. Right. 
that would suck beyond all belief. I hate it even <laughs> when like Ubisoft does just Uplay. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, yeah, I definitely agree that that would suck if they did that. They should raise the developer amount, mm-hmm. match Epic's. Um, yeah. Epic matched Steam's uh, regional costs now. They just did that today where they, regional prices are now fixed. They're matching Steam, but Steam so far isn't matching them. Yeah, because a lot of people were saying, I'm not going to Epic to get Metro because yeah. of the regional. That was, a, that was a, I think, the top-rated comment on my video about it. They were like, I'm not going because of the regional prices. So if that's been adjusted, I wonder what stops folks. Is it just another launcher at that point? Because what happen, what's happening is we're seeing Epic quickly eliminate on that checklist yeah, anything right. that's marked against them. You know, Clearly, yeah. Steam's had so much more time to develop with... with mods and reviews and forums and all that stuff where it's a much more feature complete system and i think epic has a long way to go to get their place very long but over time they're going to check it off and instead of steam responding in my opinion going well it's not fair it's not but as a business with millions of dollars you have the power to actually Mm -hmm. do something about it and that's the difference right there in my opinion it's like yeah we can all sit here and bitch the consumer all we can do is bitch but it's up to Steam who's saying, well, it's unfair. It's like, well, put your money where your mouth is. Show us that there's a way to, to change that. And I think, yeah, increasing the developer uh, revenue split is the first step because that's a big reason we saw in the Metro write-up. Literally, one of the first things they mentioned was it was a very attractive offer having that additional right. revenue. I imagine that Epic's also paying them on top of that just for it to be an exclusive partnership and that they can't go anywhere. Maybe not as much as, for example, a division two, which is like, it doesn't matter if you pre-ordered on steam or something like that. I don't think that's a carryover thing. Um, it seems like Metro is very much a, we'll accommodate the steam side, but we want from the future onwards, Metro to be exclusive. I, I see, because we were talking about how the game went gold. It's been done for a while. I wonder if there's almost a lack of confidence in the product where they're trying to make as much money up front as they can before the game launches. Do you feel the same way? I I don't know. I actually think it might not be about Metro, Maddie. It might just be about Epic. Do you see what I'm saying? So it may not be about their confidence. It may be that, like you said, Epic made them a deal. So Tencent gave them $300 million, And then they have the Fortnite money. And so... I, I personally feel that, like, most likely it's all on Epic's side. Epic made a deal. That's what happened with Ashen, now that I've talked to people. It's like they made a deal that was so attractive that they were willing to face the bad PR, willing to face. So that must be a, a shit ton of money. Like, yeah, dude. True, true, and true. I bet you it's just like what happened with Obsidian with Fallout 3, where it's like if it hits a certain review number, they get a bonus. I bet oh, yeah. you. I, I don't know if there's a review bonus thing, but I, I would not doubt if Epic said, if you do go with us, we will give you a bonus. Like, not even connect to the reviews, just say, like you said, pay them and call it whatever, signing bonus, right? Like an NFL play, superstar. It's like, Seriously. oh, you get this, but here's $2 million for signing with us. That, to me, seems like completely a legitimate e- excuse for why all this happened. The thing that does worry me is that... Um, so, all of... Th- all of this is done. I don't see Steam, and I don't want them to do exclusives, but if they don't, I do not think they can make Steam attractive enough to stop a company who's looking for money from going with Epic. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, like, they can fix all their shit, and I still think if Epic's going to fork out a good amount of money, like a developer's price for an entire year where that developer won't be fired because they won't have the company won't have money, but instead you know, three or four developers can keep their jobs, then those companies would just continue to go. It, see, it feels like they'll continue to go with Epic. 
Well, it's also Metro. Well, highly anticipated, I feel, this year. Um, how how attractive is it enough to be a multi-million coffee seller, mm, right? And so right, that's right. what I think of because it had to have done well enough to justify from 2033 to Last Light to now mm-hmm. Exodus. There, something had to have happened there. Um, and maybe they're looking to make Metro, like this is looks like kind of their big leap, right? Into yeah, trying to make Metro sure. like a staple name that everyone's yeah. got to know about. And so my thought was it went gold so early. They probably started working on DLC already instantly. And imagine if with this extra money from the deal that could go in partially into the game as well. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for sure. My whole stance on it that not everyone agreed with, but a lot saw reason with is I want to wait and see with both the division as well as Metro play them, wait and see after launch, how they're supported. And if let's say there's a bug, how quickly the, the patch yeah. process is for that, because there's extra money in the door. Now that's a fact through sales yeah. as well as through this deal. So I don't feel like that should hold anything back where if things are more instantaneous with the games on the Epic game store, Will that change right. some opinions? Because we're seeing here's a the big product. problem. Here's the big problem, though, Maddie. What if in a year you have Steam releasing Metro? Because they said in one year it'll be non-exclusive. Mm-hmm. What if they're not getting patches as quick on Steam? Or I don't want. I I saw some people saying, "What if we're treated like second-class citizens?" Now that's a question that could be asked of Discord with their games. It, it could be asked of anything. But I did go to Game of Sutra. A guy there, a developer, wrote down what it's like to release on all these platforms behind the scenes, the programming required. Wow. Ep- Epics is easier. So that is definitely a plus. Less, mo- less time is, you know, less money spent and more money goes into the game. So um, it, that's what I'm wondering is like, what in a year will we see fully patched up Metro? And then from then on, you know, patches, will they come day and date on all, sis- you know, like on all platforms, because remember, PS4 and Xbox don't even always go day and date. People don't realize the consoles actually have patches come out sometimes for one before the other. That happens actually a lot of times, where you get like the Xbox, yeah, the Xbox will come early. So to me, holy shit, dude, I don't want that repeated on your PC platform. Like that would be disastrous if you had people having different, and then what if it's a multiplayer game later? And you now have people with different patches. Oh, like the it just sucks. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. And I think Ubisoft has done fairly well with any of theirs. I think most companies have done fairly well, but Epic it seems like it seems like they they would be okay with saying no. We want to be we want the patch first, or like that's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, because I don't want to play a multiplayer game. I don't know one, but you know, Division or something like that. But I don't want to play a multiplayer game and have you waiting on me. We're going to do a stream, and it's like, oh, I have this version. Mm-hmm. I, it's not patched up like compared to yours, and we can't, or, we or can't like, join up. You know, for a lot of online games, they don't let you on until you've patched the, the title. Exactly. Entirely. So what exactly. if you got people playing for five hours while you're waiting for your platform to release their patch? It, it What I'm noticing is a lot of these console issues that have become normalized are now moving into the pc market i feel very much so exclusivity different patch times that stuff's starting to creep into the pc market because you have a company like epic creator of fortnite who's just flicking cash everywhere and and companies change at the sign of money i wouldn't be surprised like i said if down the line this year you know metro's not the last game we're going to see this year that stays exclusive on epic we're going to see plenty 
We are, and then EA already does it on the Xbox with EA Access. Mm-hmm. So they already have just that platform. And I, it's, it's a good, it does offer an incentive for the console, but I don't think it offers an incentive for a gamer on a PC. Like it, what, uh, it, There's a difference there. What's strange about the EA thing is I remember reading an article um, about it from Sony's perspective, and the reason they chose not to add EA Access to PlayStation was because they, like Sony decided we don't think it's good value for gamers. And I thought that was one of the dumbest things ever that you could That say. might be the dumbest sentence I've heard. Yeah, that might yeah. be as dumb as Ubisoft rolling back the stupid comment. Yeah, That's pretty fucking dumb to say. Bro, because I saw that and I was like, dude, really? Like, why is it up to them to decide? And I, I don't know what logic behind it. Does it does it take money away from PS Plus? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I was just trying to think of a logical right. reason behind it. But I couldn't find any. I'm, I don't even know if that... I mean, the only thing I could think of is that maybe they, I do know I watched, I think I might've told you this last week. I can't remember. <clears throat> yes, I did. We talked about free to play and stuff. Mm. Um, so um, the company who does uh, world of tanks and stuff, they did right. a, a really cool GDC. And one of the things they did discuss is that different platforms have different OS requirements and people like Microsoft has to look at everything you do. If you want your free to play game, having a sign in, let's say. Mm-hmm. So if your sign in goes to Microsoft, they got to make sure somebody can't sneak in all that crazy shit. Maybe Sony thought there was too much money in the back end for EA as in they had right. to, you know, hire people. Cause remember back then when that decision might've been made, they weren't as big about PS plus and PSN as they are now. True that. Cause they were, remember they were just like, they weren't worrying about fucking anything Microsoft was doing, and now they're like, oh, shit, we got to make some of the games downloadable. If you do rentals, we got to do this. So maybe that decision, maybe in a, you know, in a while, will be reversed, too. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, hmm. Speaking of Sony and PS Plus, because this was the last month that they were doing PS3 and PS Vita games for the PS Plus program. And Free or at all? Can you not? Will you not be able to get them? At all, unless you, unless you not only add them to your library, but you download them. That's when you keep them. And so, and they, and they announced that. That, they announced this, I think, last I year. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and now it's going into effect. And they had the most pitiful, like, final games on the Vita and PS3 outside of Metal Gear oh. Solid Four. But there was like no ceremonious send off, you know, for the people who bought in early to PS Plus, which was originally, like you said, not a big deal. Sony didn't talk about it much, as much. Now it's such a big part of what they do. Yeah, and, and and they had the weakest send off for both those. So they didn't months. say like here's six games instead of two or anything. They did or or here's he, for example the Vita, it's a dead system. Send it right. off on on its final An amazing month PS Plus with like a great game. Like right. here's Persona Four Golden, here's Killzone Mercenary, or here's right. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Like send it off with a quality title, right? Like that's what my thought process was. I get that there's money behind it, and and for what PS4 got, which was I think For Honor and, um, oh my god, what was the other one? It was a really good month. It was For Honor and something else that's not coming to mind. But for the PS3 and Vita side, it was it was incredibly weak hmm. for a send off. And and you mentioning that just reminded me. Well, we'll see yeah, it's down the line to see. how uh, Epic's offers pan out for the game itself. But for now. We move on to Kingdom Hearts 3 and a short PSA about Ace Combat. Karak, I'll let you get started with your short PSA about Ace Combat. You played some of the PC version, yes? Yeah. Let's hear um, about it. First, I got to ask you about your helmet back there behind you. Can you show me that? Yes, indeed. 
So this is the ex this is the collector's edition. This helmet? is actually a really cool story. A viewer had contacted me. He used to cosplay for the Brotherhood Outcast. He's like, oh, don't okay. do it anymore. Do you want this? I was like, dude, I can't take it off your hands. And he sent me a picture. I was like, oh, maybe I can. I, maybe I can. <laughs> yes, like, I can. I'm like, dude, look. You know, I, I said, are you sure? Because I, I, like, this is all handmade, by the way. This yeah, is all handmade. Can like, you can even see on the inside. Like the foaming and stuff and the tubes here, all handmade. I was like, bro, I cannot in good in good conscience take this from you. He's like, it's fine. Like, I'm not doing it anymore, and I feel better if you've had it. I was like, okay. Gotcha. And so, yeah, he sent it to me. Actually, if you put batteries in here, he did something. Uh, it's right here. You can see there's a battery uh -huh. thing. And this light would turn on. Damn. Pretty cool. Yeah, like a full-on. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Full-on cosplay. That makes me feel better because I was like, if that's an ex a collector's edition item from a game, that's the most amazing. Because I could tell it was full size by looking at it on your desk. I was like, what the fuck, man? That's the best. It's <laughs> the best. Um, so, yeah, real quick. So the PSA for just Ace Combat 7 is don't get it on the PC. The mouse doesn't work for reasons unknown. Joysticks don't work. Uh, 4K resolution is fucked up. It also Ugh. switches your monitors around. It does all this crazy shit. It's just a terrible port. And this is coming from somebody who thought Ace Combat 7 was fucking primo. And yes. I was sitting here going, oh, man, PSVR's got it exclusive. They've got VR exclusive, blah, blah, blah. And I was worried about that, not thinking they would not make the fucking mouse work. Mm -hmm. And it, it's all driven by a gamepad. You can't use the mouse. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous, man. And... There's some people trying to work out some fixes for it, but that doesn't really matter. It's not on them to do. That's a terrible port. That's a terrible... It's terrible. Like, it's your main way of controlling your fucking system is your mouse and keyboard. The ability to fucking release something and be like, yeah, we want you to pay full price, and it's getting destroyed in reviews. I mean, it's like... It's not mostly negative. It's like just... Because people have... Yeah, people have some really expensive... I mean, obviously, you're going to have an expensive joystick, right? If you're a PC gamer and you're big into, let's say, flight games... Some of these people have like hundred and fifty to three hundred dollar setups. I know somebody who bought uh, foot pedals, where wow. you like you can control the yaw and stuff. Foot pedals, none of it works. It's just it's un. I mean, it, uh, I don't think I have to say it, but it's unacceptable. Like as and I'm a big. I think Bandai does some good stuff at times, but they have in the past shortchanged their ports, and this is one of them. It's just mm -hmm. it's not acceptable. So I was just telling people, um, I even changed the name, which I rarely do. I went back and changed the name on the review. I fucking made sure there were comments going like console version review, fucking con, you know, console, console, console. I put it in a bunch of places. I was like, do not get the PC version because I don't want anybody making a mistake between the two. The PC versions or the PS4 version is and Xbox versions are great, but right. yeah, yeah, just stay away from the PC version. It's terrible for It's interesting because we we always talk about PC ports getting shortchanged, coming out in this weird fashion. It's like, how could you even release yep. this unplayable? I always think of the um, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance one from Activision that was oh, like I think sixty bucks and it was hardly playable and I remember hardly playable, Matt. Yeah, oh, barely worked. So bad, and especially for like a game that I love to death. Yeah, uh, and I, I wonder why in that case sometimes we see uh, exclusives trying to control the PC market. Like people are investing yeah. money in a market that struggles to get good ports. Like, for yeah. all we know, Epic could be buying into a shitty Division 2 PC port. They could be buying into a shitty Metro Exodus PC port. 
obviously they want to grow their launcher. It benefits them. I get the business decision behind it. But it's more so just the thought process that it seems like these games, we don't know the ports are really bad until they're finally here. And people, it's already too late. People have bought them. This is why I'm always saying, even I've said it in your podcast notes uh, on YouTube, and I've said it on mine for sure, that don't ever assume the number of people who will see me review a console game and go, PC, I'll wait for the PC port because it'll definitely be better. And I'll be all, dude, the number, uh, Neo, a great game uh, on the, um, uh, the, the martial arts Dark Souls game. Right, Neo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, game had my fucked head was up in, I gotta tell you where my head was at. I was Near Automata, also. I was thinking of Enter the Matrix, Path of Neo. Oh, 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 oh. You're like, oh, Neo, gotcha. I'm like, yo, how? He's calling out, like, a fucking old... awesome game. Whoa! Carrick, Carrick's got some serious fucking knowledge. No. Uh, uh, Near Automata had it. Neo had it. Um, and, do, you know, those are big companies, and they fucked up. I mean, Near has only, I think, now got one single patch on PC, and it's got actual legitimate issues and still hasn't got a patch. So that it's like, don't break. immediately assume. Yeah, don't assume your PC version is going to... For example, people will be like, oh, it's definitely going to run at 60 FPS. We've seen other games that have come where they don't do that. Oh, it's going to have mouse and keyboard. We've seen multiple games now not do the controls right. So don't immediately assume whatever it's coming on is magically going to be better because there is absolutely no guarantee. And these are big companies. Bandai is not a small company. Capcom's not small, even though Resident Evil is amazing. But mm -hmm. it, th these, these companies, there's no guarantee. Square is huge. I mean, let's, I mean come on. They're massive, and they did near, and they fucked it up. Yeah, they just they fucked up that that port. So just a warning to people to to fucking not buy it right now. It blows my mind sometimes, though. Like, <clears throat> I guess it's deadlines because I put myself in a developer shoes. Right. I think like I'm a level designer. I'm I'm a co a programmer. How they feel when they know yeah. the work's not done, but like for example, the publisher's coming in. It's like this is the day. It's going out. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's it. There's nothing we can do about it. it just and mouse mouse support. Imagine being a developer and you're like, I'm using <clears throat> a fucking mouse to, yeah. de to develop my game. Like, of course we're going to have mouse support. And they're like, we don't have enough time. You're just like, really? And what I hate is when they say, we'll patch it. Because I'm like, wait, if it's patchable, if it's that easy, that basic and patchable, that game should have never come out. Mm -hmm. it's, that, it makes absolutely no sense. Sure, unless you it. patched it right away. Said, okay, here's the game. Here's a patch. Day one patch. Because I hate day one patches. We, we've talked. We talked about this prior to the video. We hate day one patches because it might change the review. You might have to go back. But I would much rather have a day one patch than right now what's going on. And I'm there's, sure most of the developers do. There's also so many games that I've reviewed now that hide microtransactions and then patch them in there's been after a lot. the review. Yeah. Ubisoft, yep. worst offender that in their company I like. Uh, but they've done that before where I can't check prices on the microtransaction store and see how much they're charging for shit because they want to wait till we're done reviewing it to activate that. Yep. And so uh, I hope they don't do that with the Division 2. I don't think Far Cry New Dawn has microtransactions, but I could be wrong about oh. that. Yeah, I don't know. I know Far Cry did, but they were pretty sedate. They were like skins for your guns. Mm -hmm. Yes. They were I pretty that, sedate. Because you bought gold bars or something along yeah those lines. yeah but yeah. and you could like you had a normal gun or you could get one purple and mm -hmm. i mean not to be rude i don't give a shit if like yeah. it's purple or not but um they weren't they weren't substantive for that but i mm -hmm. think for some they definitely have patched in later activision probably has right uh we oh, know yeah. that fuck it look at the price of the anthem skins fuck Ooh. well you did a video right yours yes, i did yeah it, it's just like you look at those prices and you're all are you kidding me 
What is, uh, at least we know about those, I guess. I should say kudos to them for telling well, us they're going to grift us. <laughs> I mean, they said that those pictures are outdated. That's the most worrying part about that. It's like, they're outdated. And we go, okay. That doesn't calm, change calm anything. Concerns. Tell us what the actual prices are. You could say that photo's outdated and then show me fucking $30 skin instead and be like, yeah, hey, here's the real one. It's like, yeah, that fucker? makes no sense. So you're going to fleece yeah. me more. <laughs> it's like, no. I, I feel like um, a lot of people are, are ready to not like Anthem. I saw it kind of true, in, my true. Com- in my comment section um, in today's upload. It was kind of like talking about um, the end game details. And a lot of people were like, well, this game's mm-hmm. going to suck. This game's going to flop. And uh, I mean, more power to them because the demo's out. I think folks have had a chance to play it. But I don't know. I <clears throat> Have you had a chance to play it? Very much so, yeah. And Did we're playing tomorrow, fun? too. I will say this. I, mm, no, but there was one amazing time. And I realized if that amazing time is rolled out, if they fix some of this stuff and that amazing time occurs all the time or a good deal of the time, then I'm going to really like it. Okay. I played that for about six hours, seven hours on a one week weekend day because of the sign-in issues. And then the first day I could barely get in. And um, did you do you did the did you do the strongholds oh, yeah. in Anthem? Those were fun. Like I did a fun. stronghold and I was like, oh, this is legitimately very fun. It, yeah. it, like I was having a good time. I was trying to figure out synergy, which I wasn't doing very well with other people and what their moves were and when I should do this and that. I had a tendency to unleash all my specials before enemies were there because I was trying to figure out my buttons. So I'd be like, shield, magic fucking shot. And then I'd be all, oh shit, there's bad guys right there. Like I was too busy fucking around. Um, But it was fun. The rest of the time, all the other missions were really not good at all. And so I I will say, I don't know how it's going to roll out. If, if, I'm feeling that, and it gets to the other stuff, and the fixes happen, then, yeah, it could be really fun. I know you said in the DM, you were like, I'm actually, it was difficult to get in, I think you said, but once you did, you had fun, too. I did. The stronghold so, was my favorite part, for sure. Me, too. Which is why yeah. I was a little disappointed to know there's only going to be three once the three. game comes out. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I want to see, I'm not holding my breath, by the way, so just so folks yeah. don't get it wrong but i want to see how they do their story and their characters mm-hmm. um right. just because press events which i don't give much credence to but mm-hmm. um i've seen a lot of them say like oh these characters like you know based off what we saw in the demo and then what we saw in this event uh, they're actually pretty interesting characters so far so right i don't want to totally dismiss bioware's ability to write a interesting character even in in their in their one of their worst projects, I feel, which was Dragon Age Inquisition. I, I thought they had some good characters in there. And I have to say that I found the gameplay very fun, albeit a lot like Andromeda. A lot. <laughs> I don't know if you if you noticed that at all. but they. I didn't remember it, but everybody said it, so I'll just agree and say, mm-hmm. I just don't remember anything. I tried to fucking... Dude, I tried to lawnmower my memories of Andromeda out mm-hmm. of my head. That's to be honest, I just do, really I do not want to remember anything, but... You're not the only one. I've seen a lot of people say that, and they they said that was the best part of Andromeda. It was. I'll, it was very. I'll was, say I agree. Because yeah. that that game played fun. I even said that in my review where I was not really glowing about it. I said this game plays very fun though, and multiplayer in turn was fun. Where now Anthem has borrowed a lot of those elements and evolved them in certain ways and added a lot of mobility to the combat. Where it, I thought it felt great. So if they can add some good writing on top of it, the codex seemed interesting, or the library they call it in that game. I, I think there's potential. Like it, you know, and that's kind of for someone you, we've preached fucking endlessly how much we can't stand modern Bioware. 
I I gotta be honest though, and I know they're an easy scapegoat, but I really don't trust EA to allow this to be a good launch though. I feel like something's gotta if, go wrong. If, if, if yeah, right, like just because they're there, it's like yeah, nah, some, it's like it's that one like, friend oh, wow, that's got bad luck. Fun. This is enjoyable, but yeah. it's like what, what's gonna what's gonna happen? What's gonna fuck and, up? And, and there were a lot of weird things in the... Uh, I did the PC version, and then a tiny bit of the console, but mostly PC, and there were weird things with the HUD and different button presses that were, like, hold a button for no reason. There was a lot of weird loading. There was tons of loading on the PC version. Jesus. There was. I yeah, loaded yeah. three times in one minute, and I timed this. I have video of it. Three times in one minute, I loaded. And I was just like, this is... that's unex- No one's going to accept that. Now, that could have just been a thing. Um... But yeah, there was some good parts. How how good the game looks. I'm I'm not making excuses, by the way, but I thought the game was, especially when you saw how big some environments were. I remember flying from one mission to another, from one part of a mission to another, sorry. And I was in this vast, like, valley almost. And Mm -hmm. it was like a rock wall. And it was, even as someone who plays games all the time, and... We've seen our share of open worlds. You and I review tons of games. Like, we've really seen a lot. So I think it takes a lot more to wow us, especially in the terms of level design, where sometimes it's not like we gloss over, but it truly takes something unique or stand out to admire that aspect. And I was really blown away by the world design of that game. I thought it was incredible how they built scale, um, where you felt like, despite being this huge javelin, when you were in the sky flying from point a to point b i mean you felt like a speck yeah i i would say it looked good i would say cons this is going to sound really weird so bear with me anybody listening i would say the pc was disappointing the consoles were not does that make sense like i played on pc personally okay i I, suck so (laughs) i catch you so i i thought the consoles um they they looked better than some other games look for sure in their action i think the level design was cool for sure i absolutely think that there was a couple things I didn't like. There was a lot of LOD popping. There's a lot of textures, brand new. T- there was a lot of streaming assets, too, that were crazy, like grass just popping up. And I was on M2 memory, which is faster mm-hmm. than SSDs. And I was actually sort of surprised by that. But overall, like world design and level design, that was actually my the thing I liked the most. Cool. Um, I, I liked the way my guy looked. I thought I got a couple new helmets. I got all the mechs. And I was like, okay, or suit what the fuck i can't even remember what to call it uh javelins javelins Jesus. took me a while to and, learn that too <laughs> dude there's like 18 fucking games that all warframe oh it's yeah. frames it's mechs it depends on what game um but yeah i would agree I, I i think with the consoles the reason why i say it was more impressive was just because i thought um they weren't necessarily smooth that's for sure but i thought that what they were doing and stuff i my expectations were lower for console mm-hmm. and higher for pc and I had to get, drop down a little bit for the PC and raise up a little bit for what I was seeing from the consoles. But yeah, I would say it looks really good. It maybe doesn't look as slick as Destiny. Destiny's got a Destiny's art style is phenomenal when you realize how Pretty. good their guns look. Anthem's guns are terrible. They're a box with a fucking barrel. Every one of the guns I clicked on, there was none of the Destiny. Oh, this fucking thing's got arc welders and electricity and all this crazy shit everything i got in anthem that was the one thing i would say i was really disappointed hmm. was every weapon i got none of them made me go i know who the developer is, uh, who the manufacturer is remember how like destiny will be like it's this brand mm, and you sort yeah, of know yeah, yeah. It, you know what i mean I every brand oh oh mass effect does that mass effect so has the different brands and so does borderlands i don't feel that anthem did that that was the one big negative i took from it was so... i didn't 
feel that. Yeah, I get that. I agree with that. I had actually never thought of that too. But now that you mention it, I wonder if it's because of the difference between one game's first person, one game's third person. So Absolutely. The, the javelins and the customization of the javelins, those are, are very much aesthetically different. Yep. Yep, I absolutely think that. Because yeah, it's in say. front of you, right? Like, it's not... It's, it's like, what are you going to be seeing more of? The little box yep. in your hands or the whole body that's... If you're playing the as problem like is, you're flipping around with knives and shit. Right, the problem is, is as a loot game, I want the loot to be visually enticing. Mm -hmm. So, it, I I think you're absolutely right. I And my hope is, is that, you know, there's just more in the game. We'll get more. We'll unlock more. That maybe there'll be stuff. Um yeah, no, I would agree with that, that the most likely that is what it is, right um, that you're not seeing it. I do think graphically, like, the the verticality is really fucking ace in that. Uh, you couldn't fly as high as I wanted. That was the first thing I checked, because I was like, okay, fly <laughs> right, straight in the air. Yeah. Um, I love landing. Like, they got the landing right for me, where I was, like, coming down and powering a landing, like, just boom, and you felt like, okay, this is a, you know, half a ton, full ton fucking mech hitting the ground. I thought that was cool. Uh, water and stuff was all well done. And the special effects in some areas were really cool. Like when you go into the, I think it's the stronghold, when you go inside and you're fighting the main, I don't know, boss, they've got the two globs on their back. Yeah. The two like egg sacks. And I thought those guys, those bad guys looked interesting. Not mm. amazing, but I was like, oh, this is visually, you know, it's catching my. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited more than I kind of expected to be for the game. Excited is not the right word. I'm more interested than I thought I'd be. Less I, worried. Yeah, and I thought I think the game will, for those whose alley it's up, and those types of games usually aren't up my alley, which is also why I feel like maybe it has more of a chance. But as long as the sure. launch isn't bad, I think I think it'll do all right. You know, I yeah. don't think it's gonna yeah. wow people, and I think it's gonna have some issues with um, the rinse and repeat gameplay that no in title game that content. Genre, yeah, end game content. I think those are things that are gonna bog it down. Um, but Bioware has shown that they're quick to respond. So if they can address that in-game content within a week, you know, not like slap together a stronghold, by the way, but I'm saying like, hey, here's some more contracts, here's some new enemies, here's some new loot, go crazy within like a couple yeah. a week or two. You know what? That's not too bad. So, And we see. saw one area, right? I mean, there's multiple, lo like what we saw was a really small snippet, really small location. Mm -hmm. It's like, from what I understand, there's like a world to it, or not a world to explore, but there's certainly hugely, vastly, graphically different locations you're going to be yeah. able to go to, which could be very cool. Absolutely. Um, back to our original discussion. Oh, yeah. The, was that the wasn't PSA, about Anthem. And then, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of a podcast. Uh, it was yeah. a PSA. We got that, but we didn't talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. So have you had a chance to play any more of that? No, I did uh, Hercules, got to the end, um, and then I just got with other stuff and gotcha you know once you have once other people have reviews out i saw a bunch they sort of mimicked what i thought and i was like okay i'll come back yeah i mean sure. that's that's the that's the business you run right you know that's that's your place so i get that um yeah for me as a a long time kingdom hearts fan as someone who who's definitely in that crowd who's you know technically waiting for 14 years for this game um i gotta say in many ways it's, it's really anything that i could have hoped for Right. Uh, um, there's still those flaws storytelling wise, even though I see a clear attempt to remove some clutter, we'll call it. Right. To uh, deconstruct some of the mysteries and, and almost spell it out for you. And if you're a longtime Kingdom Hearts fan, while most plot devices, that's annoying where they don't trust the gamer's intelligence. 
they took it too far where they just made it so convoluted. They're like, figure it out. And they're like, well, fuck, there's, how do you even figure this out? And so they, they kind of unravel things, I'd say. Yeah. And so I appreciate that, even though it's still messy. I get it a little bit more. And what the main plot for Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is very straightforward. It's just some of the, the lore details, like Zayn yeah, and Sam, right. the organization, the real organization, that shit. That shit's complicated, and only, like, I'd say the most hardcore fans are really going to understand that aspect. But for what's there gameplay-wise, it's it's so much fun. The form changes are always very much a wow factor. I mean, I'm currently 13 or 14, hour, 14 hours in, and I still go, oh, my gosh, sometimes when I see yeah. some of the things this game does. The attraction um, flow the the flow motion it's a it's very much the culmination of so many years of experimenting with different aspects of kingdom hearts where we're seeing like shot lock from uh or the focus rather from uh birth by sleep we're seeing flow motion from dream drop distance we're seeing all these different parts of kingdom hearts being pulled into three and it's very self-aware that it's it's people have been waiting for a while for this game and they'll make tons of references to past games it's almost a celebration of Kingdom Hearts in a way while still moving things forward. What I want to see is, I, I know I, I like this game a lot, and I know I always will like it a lot, but what I want to do is beat it, enjoy my honeymoon phase, and, and really deconstruct it more yeah. down the line. Because look, I am the first to say it's easy to remove bias, but in a situation like this where if you're a fan like me and you've been waiting fucking forever for this game, it's not like I'm coming in, I want to like this, I'm going to make sure I do. Not that type of bias, but... How much am I willing to glaze over certain yeah. things because of all that that sparkle and shine that's there that I'm, oh, wow. You know, next time I talk with a friend about it once the game's done and we've, we've had time to digest our feelings and we have a discussion about the plot, do I go, yeah, that was really stupid. Or, yeah, why'd they do that? You know, like that's the type of stuff that, that devalues a game to me. And over time, is it one of the best I've played or is it just like another Kingdom Hearts game? So that's the type of stuff that I'm I'm – holding back my opinion for the game on because i want to i want to beat it i want to make a review just for myself just to always have their sort of thing but overall i'm really enjoying it really did you like it. have you enjoyed the boss fights how many boss fights have you i am currently on frozen so i think i'm four or five planets four. in have um, you have you thought those were pretty I, I thought the first one was pretty okay was pretty good i do mm -hmm. agree with some people saying it's got a little bit of last guardianitis where it's been in development so long things feel a little yeah, old yeah 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 but for sure i one issue i have with this game right off the bat was i've noticed that a lot of these disney characters that they show are used to create the plot for the world um and then you'll have the disney villain of said character right and often you'll fight that disney villain in a mini boss fight or something. And there hasn't been that at all in the game. You don't fight Hades. You don't fight Zerg, who doesn't even show up at all in Toy Story. You don't fight these characters. And I have personally have a gripe with that because I, oh, okay. I feel... Because then, for example, I don't want to spoil anything, but you'll fight the heartless version of someone from a certain planet. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, this hardly resembles what that person is emotionally or as a boss battle you yeah, mean right yeah. like like what you would expect them to use or do exactly it, it just right. feels like i'm fighting a giant heartless or a giant giant yeah. nobody and that has so far the boss fight itself in the terms of scale in the terms of what i can do 
Uh, yeah, those are fine. Combat, fine, fun as shit. Yeah. It, yeah. it feels like you're in a play box half the time, just doing what you want. And, and it, in a way, the game's a lot easier than it should be. I'm playing on the normal difficulty. It and, is. Yeah. I will agree with that shit. Mm-hmm. It is easy. That yeah. is weird. And I think it's because there is a younger audience coming in. And they're trying to appease sure. that when they don't realize sure. that 2 is popular because it was could be tough as fucking nails sometimes. But still look like a Disney cartoon. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. The dichotomy sells a game sometimes. Mm-hmm. It looks one way and it's like, oh, shit, you know. Right. Um, would you, when you were, uh, I also had an issue with um, a little bit of control in some, it, it wasn't an, even an issue. I wouldn't even say that. I, well, yeah, it was. It was a little bit of an issue in control a little bit um, with some particular some particular points. But I do think that almost all of that is overshadowed by the fact that it's still fun, even if there's a little issue here and there. And there's, mm-hmm. it's also still grandiose enough. I also would agree on the boss thing because I only got one and then I saw the other. I watched like some of the others and I was all, hmm, like it doesn't reflect atmospherically. It would almost be like yeah. in Toy Story if you were fighting Buzz Lightyear and he doesn't fly, it doesn't try to fly or doesn't sprout his wings out, and you'd mm-hmm. be like, "That's sort of a missed opportunity." I guess that's what yeah. I'll use. It was more of a missed opportunity in some of the bosses. A huge amount. It doesn't because what happens is they, they nail the, the we'll call it the the good side of things. Like when it comes to mm-hmm. the, the heroes from these universes, you're uniting with like personality yeah. wise, writing wise, conclusion wise, their send offs. It's always great. It's the the villain side. It's like they play it safe on. They they introduce yeah. them. They tie them in. It's like oh my god, there there he is or there she is. And then like when the fight, obviously they're going to be a part of that final battle, and they're not. It's really yeah. It's really weird. Um, and maybe over time the game changes, but I'd imagine if I'm this many planets in and I still have yet to see any difference there. Uh, I, I just I noticed them kind of pulling it back on the on the mini bosses, which you know even if they're temporary, like Kingdom Hearts. Two and I think Dream Drop Distance, as well as Birth by Sleep, did it a lot. Where in in this game, you finish a world and maybe you're visited by someone by the organization, and sometimes you have a quick little boss fight with them, and that's it. And and maybe they beat you or whatever, and then a cutscene picks up afterwards. But in this game, it's like you know, it almost becomes a little formulaic. Like you know, you're not going to fight them there because right. they're showing you a cutscene of them after the world is technically included and the trophy is popped and you know like okay i'm not gonna fight vanitas here or something like that um and so to me that's the other frustrating part it seems very like okay you enter the world you get introduced to the character set up the plot mini game mini uh you know that you hit the middle point there's a twist how do they solve this you get to the final boss send off cutscene like it's it's very much not cookie cutter in a bad way because the worlds are so vastly different uh graphically and presentation wise and what you can do there and all the collectibles that are there and the interactions it all feels different but in the terms of a design approach it's very samey which for a game so fun it it's not as prevalent and it's not as much marring the experience as it is just noticeable so yeah i mean I'd it's like it it, it's, it's definitely yeah, it's, I was gonna. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like it's definitely awesome enough that that kind of stuff isn't even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's noticed, right? But it doesn't like. It doesn't like. Oh, this is terrible. It's just like. Oh, it would have been cool. Do, have they announced DLC for this? No, I don't think. Because so. it would be great if they had somehow 
like multi-dimension fucking fight these guys in a side, you know, a side story or something. I Be agree. like, oh, you know, these guys have come back to try to save the bad guys you defeated in the main game, mm-hmm. and you got to stop them, and you get to experience one or two of these side, like you said, mini bosses. I guess you would call them, but um, sort of showing up. I think that would be very cool. Yeah. Overall, I think graphically. You know, the game looks amazing. The gameplay is fairly solid. And it honestly, I think for most fans, it's easily good enough to like make them feel rewarded. And if you're not a fan, it's good enough to probably ignore the writing. Mm. I do know that I bounced off a couple things that were said. And I was like, what? And then I was just like, (laughs) and I told you guys, it was like a fever dream because I was, they were saying words and your brain's like, what is that word? And like you said, it's like, or like you and I were talking about, it's like, do you, do you have a wiki? Do you have your, your fucking Jiminy Cricket glossary? What do you do to sort of help the casual, not the casual gamer, maybe the person who's never played a Kingdom Hearts because they're too young. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just got their system. That's, uh, that's the only thing I could see people bouncing off of occasionally. Yeah. The, the I'd say sides. for a game that's been in the oven this long, I think they did a really good job. I oh, yeah. I it turned out well. Yeah, I was going to say, because I look at Final Fantasy XV, which is a game that I played, I really, really like, and I still like mm-hmm. to this day, but definitely not as much as when I first played it. Because when I went back from, oh. I went back from DLC, and I went back for the multiplayer expansion, I, I did not like the combat as much, that hold circle and just watch shit happen, and, and like mm-hmm. the screen going square block like you know just putting it in your face i did not like the gameplay for that um the plot as i you know as my friend played through it and he was kind of going back and forth with me i realized there were parts that were quite nonsensical um and so for me that's why i'm i'm very happy with kingdom Hearts 3 because what i see that's flawed i think it's like i i see it i know it whereas i feel final fantasy 15 like i said the best other example from square it, it kind of almost hit its its flaws up front well, and they they came out over time because uh, the story they, hit, nailed what it, I guess the main narrative which, thread was solved, and it had a really good ending, and so certain little side interactions that happen throughout the main story that you forget about when they get brought back up, you're like, what the fuck? You know? Well, and remember, Final Fantasy Maddie got a huge patch to fix the story. <clears throat> yes, that's it. Right? It, so Chapter, that does prove... 13 or something like that? Yeah, and where, like, you found out more about the starting. You found, mm-hmm. like, they patched in the car being able to drive everywhere. Like, yeah. there were things that you and I played, and we, you know, I realized, especially when I was driving the car in Final Fantasy, I was like, okay, I can't go, like, into the dirt or whatever. Like, there's some things missing. They patched all those in. I don't think Kingdom Hearts is going to have that issue. Yeah, uh, I don't think so either. Because also, what yeah. you're noticing, I don't think they will like, or what you when we're talking about mini bosses. I think anybody, uh, old school fan, will notice it and go, mm, "Missed opportunity." A newer fan won't really even think that. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, "Wow!" At some fucking transforming ship, they'll like they'll be like, "That's fucking," you know, "That's an, an amazing graphics." They won't care if like those mini guys aren't in there right away. Yeah. I don't think. I also think a lot of fans will end up really praising this game for things that are to be expected nowadays that weren't in previous KH titles. Right. Uh, for example, like when you interact with characters in the world in, we'll say, 2, there was text boxes, and it would be like four yeah. people in a room, but now there are towns, and people mm-hmm. are, are all throughout the town, and there's vo- everyone's voiced. Voiced, like, Even yeah. if you talk to someone, there's no text box. It is voiced mm-hmm. entirely. And some people will be like, oh my god, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the best shit ever because they never had that in a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. But in the terms of an actual game, I expect that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, and when you don't get it, it makes you mm-hmm. pause, right? Right. When you get the big text box and you're all, mm, mm-hmm. are they going to talk? Yeah. So, 
Uh, the one thing I would like to see when it comes to post-launch content, because I meant to mention this when you brought it up, is because there's a very large community who loves to do like level one runs in Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. or uh, proud mode level one Kingdom Cle- Kingdom Key runs. And I'd love to see some type of boss rush mode. I, I think boss rush modes are the most underutilized aspect in DLC that I think could pull in a ton of people talking about the game if you made like a really sound yeah. boss rush mode. And especially in a game like Kingdom Hearts, which has a very easy to understand concept of combat up front, bash X, hold L1, use your use your magic, your shortcuts, whatever. Use your, your different forms, press triangle when you've got to, you're good. But when it comes to certain bosses that can wipe you out in three hits, being able to time your blocks, your dodges, your flow motion now, and make use of all the tools you've got, they can make a really good boss rush mode. Or with all the characters in the game, they can make a cool multiplayer mode, I feel. But that's that's a whole separate story. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? They were like multiplayer boss mode or something like That'd that, awesome. and you got to be good guys, bad guys, all in like a mm-hmm. sort of mini Smash Brothers. <laughs> Smash Brothers for Kingdom Hearts. I'd love that. I don't know. I wonder if those different entities would allow that. Like, I don't know if you remember, but there's been times where like video game characters won't be added to other games because they'll be like, we don't want Mario losing to Master Chief, Mm -hmm. right? But I mean, these guys are already smashed fucking in there. Excuse the pun, but they're all fucking. They are. They're all in there. So it would be sort of cool to see something like that, like a a boss rush mode or a battle mode. Be fair. Be really interesting. We shall see. What did you think about the music? Um, it lacked a bit of bombastic feel at times. Mm. It, yeah. It's still really good sounds going on in that game, or there are really good sounds going on in that game. The music in particular is still good. Kingdom Hearts music has always been good, so that was something I also expected. But um, I noticed a lot more like trumpets used in previous Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. To, to like I said, it feels louder. It, 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 it like pierces like your an ears anthem. A lot more. Yeah, yeah, and and this one doesn't. And there are tracks where it does, and it, it maybe it's my own music taste, but it feels like things get elevated more. Yeah, where sometimes for sure. these tracks feel like they sit in the background more than like like that, like yeah. in your fucking face. Like that's what I want. I want that yeah in your face type of track because that's what the series is built off of. Not that the music's bad, but it lacks lacks a little bit. And that's what uh, cartoons are known for. I mean, they like you've got a friend in me from Toy Story or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Like, I mean, we're, we know those. We pick up on those. So it would have been nicer to have some more, a, a little bit more in your face. I mean, I, that was one of the first things I noticed when I was playing. I was all, hmm, it seems a little subdued. Yeah. Not terrible in any way. It was just not what I was expecting. I was expecting a little bit more in your face, a little bit more anthems, um, catchy, yeah. you know. Because I'm kind of glad, though, they dialed it back because there are worlds like Hollow Bastion from the other Kingdom Hearts games where it was very like bum, 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 and oh, you're just okay. running around exploring. Like right. it, it would just it, and it felt You're like, what's so amazing yeah, right now? Like what? fucking <laughs> chill, Square. Like it's just a town. So, yeah, right. I'm I'm happy in some sense they dialed it back. Just there's some fights that could be elevated. Like they have some really great boss music. Um and Monsters Inc. in particular has a oh, okay. really astoundingly good battle track that I loved. So there's some really great pieces throughout. And it's a game that has, I think part of it's also, it feels like for every moment, this game has like a new sliver of music. So mm-hmm. I feel it's, it's a game that 
over time, the moments will be identified by the music, and so it requires multiple playthroughs to really appreciate that type gotcha. of music because it's associated with a specific part of the game instead of like, this is the battle music, this is the heartless battle music, this is the nobody music, and, and so on. So, okay, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next topic, which is Crackdown 3. Now, I didn't have a chance to read all of the press write-ups on what was a, a new hands-on experience with the game but originally what we were planning on when discussing for our show yeah. was hey let's talk about how crackdown 3 is not getting much coverage and how microsoft really hasn't taken the lid off this game and it's worrisome now we have a little bit to talk about like i said i haven't had a chance to watch or read up have you yeah i've watched i think every of the big guys okay. who've done their stuff and then um i i found a thread where somebody had taken all the quotes and and sort of put those together so all right yeah it was um so we were talking in your um in your forum and it was like oh, or in your discord it's like have we seen any ads i had seen some some people had seen none and so then we were like what I'd exactly is going on personally. yeah you had seen none um paper bag crusher who's been on your podcast in mine he's he's he had seen none or he couldn't remember them I think that's because also they're fairly unforgettable. Like, I love Terry Crews, but once you see one commercial you know with Terry Crews, right? Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. Yeah. And which I, who I love, don't get me wrong, but uh, so reading it, like Polygon, they weren't incredibly in love with it. That's, they were, they said slightly underwhelmed. But I was interested to see that a lot of them said that this is what's weird, dude. A lot of them played the multiplayer and a little bit of the single player and thought the single player was absolutely like Crackdown 1. Like, there was almost universal, wow, that single player is awesome. The multiplayer, either it was like, there were a couple who said it was amazing, a couple who said it was great, and then some who were like, the multiplayer is not really doing it for me at all. Which was interesting because the people who played it, the YouTubers who played it um, at the event, uh, what was the last event? Microsoft had an event. It might have been, it would have been Gamescom maybe? No, it was, um, didn't they have that Xbox festival? I forgot where it was. Yes, yes. And um, they got to play that and were like, really like the multiplayer. So I don't really know, you know, exactly what's up. But one thing I do like is nobody said this is terrible. Nobody said this is an abomination. Nobody said like, oh my God. Uh, many of them said, okay, if this is the marquee title that they want, it's not a Halo. It's not a Gears, unfortunately. But they did say a, a lot of those same people were like, it is, you know, it is definitely a spiritual successor to Crackdown 1, not 2, which I think for most people, they're really happy about that, because yeah. Crackdown 2 did not set the world on fire. It sucked, <laughs> I thought. Um, so, but, like, it, it's interesting to see um, what some of these people are saying, like, Venture Beats, like, Crackdown is like a living in a comic book. You're always watching a sea of colors. You have no shortage of guns, blah, blah, blah. If you're looking for more than that, like an emotional story, it's probably not your game. Right. A very polished, no significant bugs. Um, it's it's weird because I don't know where our, like your and mine, even understanding of where to be on a hype level for this because it's been so long. And then we saw people see it and it's, you know, people aren't saying it's terrible, but it's like, it's going to be interesting for me to see if it just hits and dies. It doesn't appear to be state of decay level where it has some issues. It doesn't, it seems to be between like, let's say, Sea of Thieves looking, as in people were really impressed with some stuff, not so impressed with others, and maybe Forza, which I don't think it's going to hit those levels. Mm-hmm. But it was it was interesting that everybody came out and were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, this is, it's fun. They didn't really, 
explode on it, though. Like, nobody really said, wow. But they didn't also say it's terrible, which I don't know if that's good. Sometimes polarization's better, right? right? Sometimes it's like, it would almost be better if somebody was like, I hate it, and somebody else was like, I love it. De- de- I'm seeing, like, GIFs. The de- the destruction looks pretty fun. I just don't know what to think. I'm I'm excited it's finally coming out. But... Right. I, I just don't know where it's going. I said sort of out of all games how I sat with Kingdom Hearts 3 leading up to launch. Yeah, I waited so long for it. But there right. came a point where I just shut off and I was like, just give me the game. Like, that's yeah. all I care about. And that's where I have gradually shifted into as a gamer in general. But I can feel that with Crackdown 3. As we got closer and closer, I, I kind of just dropped the conversation on where is it? What's happening? Is there chaos at Microsoft? Is this game going to get shut down? I was just like, all right, it's coming. They're probably not going to delay it again. That's probably the reason they're shutting down the media on it. Cause they don't want to hype anyone up. They just want to make sure the game gets out there. And in turn, right. I'm just like, okay, give me the game. Let's, let's see if it's good. Cause if it's yeah. good, like gamers always do, they will sing to the high heavens about how great your game is. But if it sucks, then yeah, they will do the same thing and talk about how bad your product is. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Like Power Up Gaming was like, uh, they say, in general, I found the multiplayer modes added <sighs> to most big budget AAA action adventure titles always feel tacked on or low value. That was my first thought when I learned about Crackdown 3. However, I'm happy to say I was totally wrong. It's incredibly good and the showcase of the power of cloud computing. So, mm. it, it, but then somebody else is like, it's got pretty good multiplayer, right? So you're all, hmm. Is it co-op? Is it... Uh, there's it's single player single player from what I understand is co-op then you have five I'm looking wrecking zone five versus five pvp where you need to work together with your team to defeat opposing agents and collect the badges they drop when they die oh okay think supremacy and destiny is what this person says cool um so I don't know man like it was nice to get some data but I will say that other than all of them agreeing it wasn't terrible it wasn't um even maybe of maybe I wouldn't even say it wasn't average. It it doesn't at least from what they're saying appear to be like the big thing, the Halo, the Gears, you know, maybe what Microsoft had originally probably wanted when they first announced it. You know what I mean? Like when they first announced it, it was like oh shit, and it's been so long that last four years ago, oh, oh shit, is not as cool as it is now. I feel like there's almost this insinuation. How can you expect, if you're Microsoft, how can you expect a game with the number three tacked on to it to be your flagship title, right? Yeah. Because if I'm a consumer and I've never heard of Crackdown up until the third, or I never played Crackdown up until the third, I'd be like, well, why didn't I play the previous two? Probably because not a lot of people were talking about it. Maybe it missed me. Maybe I didn't like it. I feel like it invites just those quick, like, not negative thoughts, but I probably didn't do it because X, Y, and Z. I feel like if it's going to be a flagship title, you see Sony doing a lot spider-man neo yeah. uh, you know yeah. persona persona 5 is a little bit different um what else could be horizon zero dawn like you don't see like a one or two attached to these um even the last of us the way it's named is very clever because it's building off of the last of us but then you have part two so if you see the last of us part two and go that looks fucking cool you can see clearly like okay part two as in like maybe the story is incomplete and maybe that's why i'm not getting what's happening here it's not like yeah the the question mark that comes with some games where it's like here's the second version of the game but it's a complete standalone final fantasy it's completely standalone has nothing to do with the last one 
And I just feel like that's hard to make a flagship title when you got that number attached to it. Yeah. Which is why I think yeah. we see a increase in subtitles instead of, you know, a, a number attachment. Or if they were closer together. If Crackdown 3 had come out the year the Xbox One had been released, you know, coming out of the 360, you can remember Crackdown 1 a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. like it's it, it has been four years and so it it is a little it is a little bit more difficult to be right. excited it's not like kingdom hearts where there's disney and shit and so all these different fans come together yeah it's more if you're looking for crackdown you're going to know about it and if you're not you're going to probably know very little about it and then then you have to be sold on it which i don't know if they're going to be able to do that like i don't know how is, game pass is probably going to save almost even mediocre games and make them great because of the continued support. That's fine. I just don't know if it'll hit very hard. And especially they picked a wrong day. Sorry. Yeah. But come on. Yeah. I mean, well, and I don't think they did. If I remember right, they were the first one. And then everybody else moved to the 15th. But they all moved yeah. to the 15th. I know and Metro it's, moved up. Oh, Dead or Alive it's a bad day. Left. Yeah, Dead or Alive left. A couple uh, games did leave. That is that is for Far sure. Far Cry was announced at Game Awards. So that was Yeah, so it was after. Yeah. And then what yeah. else is there? Jump Force. <clears throat> I don't remember when that got announced. I think that was before December. And then Anthem, technically, mm -hmm. depending on if you have early Anthem, access or yeah. EA, yeah, true, true, whatever true. that is. Crazy. Yeah, so we're finally getting stuff. It seems like some people really liked it. Some people thought it was sort of blah. But no, the, the nice thing is, is it doesn't seem like it's at least come under the oh, shit, it's been in development a long period. I mean, every, there's always going to be somebody who hates it. Right. And there's always going to be somebody who loves it. But at least for me, it was sort of nice to see people finally talking about it, and we feel a little closer to the release, which is fucking yeah. nice. I think what happens, what sucks with a lot of these games that take a while to release, we were just talking about One Kingdom Hearts 3, but also Crackdown, is expectations building. It's taken this long, therefore it yeah. has to be this amazing. And what right. people don't think of is the game development side of things, where it probably took so long because something happened bad during development mm -hmm. that is holding up the entire process. So they are probably working intensely on fixing one core issue happening yeah. with this game not they're continuing to build everything they're probably all hands on deck we have to fix this kind of thing right um or or they had to redesign an entire concept and, and there's disagreement amongst the office it's not like just because it took so long that the game just kept growing and growing they don't right. want to keep growing it because then that's more they got to tear down if they decide fuck this we're 180 and changing so that's what folks have to keep in mind with crackdown three Anyway, yeah, it, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all comes mm -hmm. together because I think that game is, um, I think all these long games, la longest uh, last Guardian, yeah, same way. Like it, it, when those games come out, you have to look at them with a sort of a different eye towards like when they were originally. Even Kingdom Hearts, uh, mm -hmm. like I said, there's some parts that feel old, and you just have to sort of look at it and go, that's a part of development. But I don't think new fans will care. Like no. they shouldn't either. A new fan won't know that. So hopefully they can. Hopefully they can do it because Microsoft having you know at least a good solid shooter as the, uh, as a multiplayer game on Game Pass would would definitely help them. Yes, 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 yes. I I hope so for their sake. I really do because I, I like State of Decay and I, I think they have great supporting cast for Microsoft. It's just a matter of when they get that big hit to pull people in. People are going to yeah. join. They're going to see Game Pass. They're going to see the games. They can get the support that those games got. And I think that's when those games rise to greater heights. Personally, and racing doesn't do it. Sorry, yeah. but Forza Horizon 4, I was hoping, would have been at least on some people's Game of the Year awards because I truly believe it's that good. But it's a racing game, and I don't think currently racing games can capture that. It has to be a shooter. It has mm -hmm. to be 
You know, I think it's just because racing games can only offer so much. Like you can't yeah. get out of your car and do X, Y, and Z. Yep. Where it's like I can race in GTA, so why why would I race in Forza? Exactly know, that way, right? Exactly. So it sucks, but it's it's true. Anyway, we'll move on to our next pretty interesting news bit, which is RE2 outperforming RE7. So Resident Evil 2 had 3 million copies in its first week, which I think outperforms Resident Evil 7 by, I want to say, a million? It's a lot. I know they were saying that. Yeah. Now, I want your thoughts on this because I struggled to piece together why one did better than the other. Is it familiarity? Did a lot more people than I know of play Resident Evil 2 and saw it coming back? It's not like it's got a subtitle, which we talked about last week. It's not like they're saying it's a Resident Evil 2 remake. They're calling it Resident right. Evil 2. And folks who maybe come to GameStop every couple of months, they see 7, and they're like, why the fuck is 2 coming out? And that's $60, but 7's like 20 I don't get this. Is 7 bad? What are your thoughts? Why did Resident Evil 2 outperform 7 from your standpoint? Because I truly believe the rumors that 7 was not a Resident Evil game at first are true. The original... Hmm. supposed story is that Resident Evil 7 was a horror game and that at some point they looked at it and said, let's put some Resident Evil in here, rub some Resident Evil up in there. And they did because you notice you only see some of the Resident Evil stuff at the very end of the game. So, in fact, a lot of the time, you know, other than a cutscene here or there, it's very Americana um, horror movie. It it has a completely different non-Japanese-y feel to it. And I think that um, also we're looking at a time when these systems are hugely ballooning in numbers compared to where they were. Even when, even two years ago, when we're seeing huge numbers posted by PS4, huge numbers by Xbox, huge numbers by Switch. So their actual, who you're selling to is bigger. So if you only sell the 1%, but you have a much smaller group, and then you sell the 1%, but you have a bigger group, that 1% will automatically be different or be larger just due to numbers, just due to how it works. So I also feel that. But I think it's a mixture. I think a lot of people I know didn't like Resident Evil 7 because it was a yeah. – it was it, yeah, they would tell me. They'd be like, oh, it's not really like other Resident Evils. Now, to me, that spoke to me. To many Resident Evil fans, 7 never spoke to them despite how fucking awesome it was. So I, I can see. I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, and let's be honest, man. 7 was cool, but it was PSVR. Um, it was first person, right? There were all these things about that that were a little bit different, and Resident Evil 2 is a classic, plus it's, I think, a little bit more Japanese-inspired, a little bit more puzzle. There were almost no puzzles in 7. And I just think that that, well, there were, what would you call those puzzles in 7? I don't know how you describe the puzzles. I can. Were more... I gotta be honest. I played that game three times, and I don't remember a puzzle. There were a couple doors. Like, you yeah, needed like a raven to, find, to like, open a key or something like that. Yeah. So there were more like travel here. I mean, and I, I would say Resident Evil Two sort of just has the same thing too. But there were a couple where you had to figure out a you know code or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me why there's a hmm. difference in sales. Yeah, and See, it's good. Maybe, Jesus, I was gonna say maybe the difference is I we talked about it last week. I haven't played any more since because Kingdom Hearts came out. And it's not that mm. I don't want to play RE2. I'll admit, as I've seen more and more people talk about how scary it can get later on because you have, I think, what was it, Mr. X, like, kind of stalking you around the level. <laughs> yeah, like, love let it. Let me just tell Did you Did you see Fighting I... Cowboy say that, too? No. Fighting Cowboy shit himself when he saw that guy the first time. <laughs> he, he posted about it. He's like, Jesus. Because I... 
I ha- I get anxiety thinking about in Resident Evil Seven when uh, um, the the father Baker I forgot his first name. Is jo- like, uh, not Joseph. That's from uh, Jack or something Barbara. like that. But yeah, he, I know who you're talking about. Like I, I get so like caught up thinking of when I'm running around in slow motion practically in this house and I hear like the right like the loud footsteps like right on my tail. Yeah, and in in Resident Evil Two having that, and apparently to a very extreme extent, where it's like the best and worst part of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. it's definitely not made me want to rush back. It's like I'll be Kingdom Hearts three, and then I'll get <laughs> I'll get back to it. So, you know, I I I'm mean, being a bitch, but um, you know, I gotta I gotta you know work my way into this because right now the story didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I'm, like I said, I'm only two hours in, but uh, I, I like seven story better. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I thought Seven had a really good story, um, but te- technologically, I think the game is very oh, fascinating dude. in many ways. Like I said, I had yeah. to that issue with the models, but lighting wise, mm-hmm. the way levels are designed, where, where lighting is such a key aspect and driving player focus, um, it's really cool what they've done with that game. And yeah, I can, I can, I can that, police, that, that police station, and it's like, oh right, it was an art museum, of course. <laughs> Yeah, right, and luckily they talk about it. I think the story is tacked on in 2. What I mean by that is they took the story from 2 originally, and they did certainly add some um, explanations here and there. They did a couple adjustments here and there in the new one, which is cool, but I just don't think it's cohesive anywhere near, and it's still much more Japanese-inspired than Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 told a story like Alan Wake did, where it was like 1, 2, 3, 4. Even when you started hearing shit, you go to the ship... And you're like, what? But they they do a pretty good job, pretty good job, uh, where I think with two, I liked it, but I I don't think it's as strong as seven by any means, right on. You know, story-wise. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's we'll insane. see, because I know there's so many aspects of it. And now with this success, we're actually seeing free DLC is coming to this game, too. That's the other yeah, difference maker. Like three, three episodes, I think they said, where you're going to play as like different characters. Yeah, survivor, other survivors. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, that that's the other thing is Resident Evil Seven had a great launch, and then it was kind of plagued by the the, the tapes, I think, which were like fifteen dollars, and they were crap, honestly. And it took a while for them to get an actual expansion out, which I think he played as Mia. I want to say, if I remember correctly, or is I never revisited the DLC. He played as Chris Redfield. Oh, and I don't okay. think that was the free one that I I think came out, and no one talked about it. I. I think, too, also, again, just has the thing where it's not VR, so it's a little easier for anybody to reference. I think a lot of people thought 7 was almost a full VR game, because that's what a lot of us talked about, mm-hmm. was the VR version. Um, not everybody, but, I mean, just a lot of us. It uh, it does it does bode well for them doing this well, too, because, like, I want Code Veronica. I would kill for a Code Veronica remake, and it seems like... I mean, I don't want a remake of every game, obviously, but the Resident Evil titles have always had issues with control, for example. Resident Evil 2's control is ten times better than the original Resident Evil 2. Right. So, to me, there are some issues where these games could be moved forward with quality of life fixes that would make them very cool. Which I would like to see. Yeah, I'm looking up reviews right now of Resident Evil 7's DLC. Um, there was the band footage, it was called. It was volumes one and two, which were like those puzzles from the VCR tapes. Uh, Man, you know what, dude? I don't think I played them. I certainly didn't. 
Yeah, not a hero is free to charge. Were you the two guys? The two the two poltergeist <laughs> fighters? The two um Oh no, the ta- okay, no, something there. I see what you're saying. Okay. So it, it wasn't them, right? You were yeah, you were did come out and it says it was more action focused. Mm, okay. So there's that. Makes sense. It's got Chris Redfield, sure. Anyway. What'd you think? What do you think about the guy chewing at the starting? It was fuck. I thought it was awesome facial yeah. animation. Yeah, and that uh, guy was, fucking was, grabs I, that hamburger. I felt like I was oh. eating that burger myself, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was, was sort of gross. Yeah. It was sort of gross, but yeah. I think they were trying to do that. It gave the game oh. almost this raunchy start. I don't know how yeah. to describe it. It played into the game well, and I don't know if it was yeah. like an artistic decision or they were like, "All right, just do it." But it, it he's like picking somehow. shit out of his teeth with his tongue, and you can actually see him with his mouth closed. But he's like, and yeah. you're like, you're like, I've done that, but. I don't want somebody watching me while I'm doing it. You're right there, right? It's like they attach the camera to his fucking face, and they're all, we're going to make you watch it all. Um, I get what you were saying about the characters uh, later. You were having an issue with a couple of their um, uh, facial models during cutscenes. I certainly had an issue with, uh, uh, not Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin, right? The deputy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, he, he did not look up the spec compared to, like, I thought Claire or... Yeah, Claire, I thought she was smoking, first of all. But, like, I thought they did a really good job with her. And then Chris a little, or uh, Leon a little less so. Uh, And Marvin, he didn't look the greatest, nor did the guy. Have you beat it? No. Have you gone into the car park? The cars, the police cars? Two hours in, Leon played there. So. Two hours in, Leon, so you haven't been there. Okay, forget it. Uh, there's just some characters you meet that I think don't have the same attention to detail that some of the others do. You can mm-hmm. see there's an unevenness that you okay. notice. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I like it a lot from what I have played. It's just Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers abound. I've already had, I, I could see like the start of tweets of people literally trying to fucking ruin the game for me. Cause right. Right. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, jackasses. Yeah, I'm just like scroll, I'm like go fuck yourself, you know, and that's it. Um, so yeah, I'd that, like to that's see why what that's you. Like my first priority. I'd like to see what you think of two, because because you did, you were like me, and you liked seven. I mm-hmm. think that uh, two's got a shit ton to offer. Um, right. I don't know if it's as strong as seven, but I think seven had a lot going for it. Again, the Americana, um, haunted house. Or movie kind of feel to it. That's interesting. Did you like the fuck? Remember in seven when he fucking gets in the car? Well, you can also get in the car, but when you fight uh, Jack or whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. and you're in the garage, and he gets in the car and he's like doing fucking, uh, trying to smash you, and I was just like, this is fucking awesome, man. I I was oh so fun that game where where you like stabbed him and he still like punched you out and you had to run him over and even then he's oh dead. yeah so cool yeah yeah it was so cool I, I and i think it's awesome man i mean two is probably one of the best remakes ever maddie i mean as a game nice. as like a remake two is it's insane how well they did with two and how much they did That's i also want to know what you think when you play the because you will you play four times or two times Will you I'll, just play I'll probably the... play four times because of this new setup. I, I just feel more inclined to game more because it's more. Oh. I don't know how to describe it. it. There's so much less clutter. Like I. Oh no, I know I that. Sound like I don't have room to game if that makes sense. But it's just like my controllers were fucking all over the place. Like I couldn't use my keyboard yeah. and mouse. Like I, I just didn't have like an optimal setup to game, and it right sometimes chipped away at times where I was telling you how I play Kingdom Hearts for like eight hours straight because like I finished my yeah. workout and I was like, all right to go let's do this <laughs> yeah I'd be, I'd be interested to know what you think because some people said they liked 
so in the original number two, there were huge, huge, huge differences between uh, Claire and Leon's story. And in this one, they're less so. So some people were liked the intertwining clo- more closely, and other people didn't. And I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting. You haven't met Mr. X. There's him. There's, of course, the other monsters, but I won't spoil any of that. That'll be, that'll be fun for you to see what you think of some of them. Because yeah. um, I can't remember if it was one of your guys or if it was Fighting Cowboy. It was one of the two, but somebody was like, Fighting Cowboy was streaming or talking about it and was just like, when that shit started happening, he was like, oh, fuck, it is, it is creepy. It'll be, and I think you've seen it in your Discord, some people saying it's frustrating having that character consistently coming after you. And then others have been like, dude, that added. For me, it added. I, even at the very end when it was still doing I was like, I love it. Some people, not so much. I feel like it's a patience thing. You know, for me, yeah. I take some time to go through the menus in that game, and, and I hate when that's rushed. If I can open right. my inventory and be okay, that's one thing. Mm. Like I'm not saying pause the game, but if I can open my inventory and organize my shit, but feeling that pressure when I'm trying to like just get shit together, that mm. sucks. That that's what bugs yeah. me at times. But also in the pauses, moment, I'm sure I'd so. be like, oh, 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 fuck, like that. So, you know, it, it. I think it'll be fun either way. I'm not. I'm really really concerned because I like that game a lot from what I did play. I told mm-hmm. you how when survival horror is done well, it's easily like one of my favorite genres next to RPGs just because it's so right. unique and, and not enough people do it, which is a good thing. I think that's what's part of the charm because it's hard to do. I'm so glad you did Leon first too mm-hmm. because did you get – have you got any other weapons other than your handgun? You probably got a special edition gun, uh, right? You got the fucking special Beretta for getting it a code? N- no. <laughs> not, not that I saw. Um, um, okay, so there should be two two guns. Your normal and nine millimeter, and then there should be a um, oh I can't remember bayon. No, fuck. There's a name for it, but there's a special. But anyway, it doesn't do any more damage, so you're not losing anything. Uh, did you get any? Clout. That's all I want. <laughs> did you get any shotguns or anything yet? Uh, as no, as no Leon? Shotgun. No, 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 not shotguns guns yet. No, not that. I can so remember. the cool thing about Leon and her is that they have a completely different play style. Mm-hmm. Like Leon's is more thoughtful. And more like, lear- this is why I think it's perfect. It was more learning the, 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 the uh, what do we call it, the museum, the fucking police yeah. station. <laughs> and then you go to her and that changes up. And I, I, I'm really glad you did Leon because I think anybody who does Claire first might somewhat feel a little bit of a shortcoming there. They might right. feel like it's a li- because you're going from a power, like a fairly powerful different style of playthrough to a less powerful because i think leon feels a little less powerful it, uh, I, yeah i don't know did did you um and you figured out all the knife shit prior to yeah. t- putting it away you had got that all figured out yeah, yeah it's very cool i like yeah, that so, a lot i agree yeah they, they did a good job like removing the tank controls from what i've seen oh yeah and so it seems seems like it, it, it's worthy of all the praise it's got and I wouldn't be surprised if it's like in that game of the year talk for us as we continue on once I, I catch up and I beat that. It's just, it's such a busy time. Like I said, you yeah. want to, I want to be Kingdom Hearts 3 for myself and also make a review of that. But by the time I'm probably done with that, we'll be nearing some review periods for some other games, which we can't talk about right now. So it's like, you know. Well, that's why I've been telling people to check your review. Like people will be like, <laughs> are you doing Kingdom Hearts? And I'll be all, listen, man. Like, it's just, I'm not going to get to that in time. But I'm like, just go check Maddie's because he'll do one. No matter what, like, there'll be one from him. He'll do it. 
if I don't agree, I would say something, but I'm it's like, I can't see us already just from the talk. Obviously, I think we're in agreement there. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it'd be cool to have somebody do Kingdom Hearts like you, who's a bigger reviewer, who actually is a fan, but who still sort of critiques, because I saw some reviews from some bigger folks, and it right. felt... This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, you can still say that mm-hmm. and still find still find some difficulty in a oh, couple yeah, things. I would still would know? say like oh is it worth the wait? I'd say yes. I'd say absolutely cuz there yeah. there's it could have been so much worse. It came out in an excellent manner with what's there. It's just there are some right. obvious flaws uh design-wise that shouldn't be glossed over, I feel, and should yeah. at least be discussed. If if you still have a blast with the game and the the characters and the story and and the gameplay just overrule all that for you, that's your opinion at the end of the day and that's fine, but for me um, I'll be curious to see how I feel once the credits roll. Are you gonna review Resident uh, Evil Two? Yes, yes. Because okay, awesome. Getting, getting awesome. a code from Capcom is like Namco for me. It's like I've never had it happen, so I'm like, okay. Oh, so you got to make sure return like, their favor. Yeah, not even return their favor, but it's like okay, you know, I I, I feel like it's part of the, the deal, right? You you get yeah. a code, you qu- create the review for them. It's not like oh, okay, thanks for the game, fuck you. You know, it's like you gotta you know make sure you, you do your part. So I'm definitely gonna create a review for both. Just a little bit delayed. Cool. Which, which usually I take advantage of. Like I, I remember my Neo review was late, and I did uh, the same thing with God of War, where I'd be like X amount of hours, a platinum trophy, and, and so on later. Yeah, and I like yeah. doing that so people know. Like here's a completionist standpoint, even if or here's a standpoint after day one patches where they add microtransactions. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Indeed. Next and last on our list is some strange additions that are coming to the Switch, and we simply need to talk about this because. Man, I feel like the Nintendo platform, they view it as a second life, but almost to a very strange extent. So the latest additions to the Nintendo Switch third-party library are now a confirmed Darksiders War Master Edition. Just the first Darksiders, okay, mind you. And then rumors and trademarks have surfaced about Assassin's Creed 3 coming to the Switch. Which, to me, is just... Mm. I love AC3. I say it all the time that once you get to the part where you're an assassin in AC3, I think it's easily one of my favorite AC titles. But still, out of all the AC games that you could pull, this is the strangest one to me. And I don't know if it's because there was an AC3 Liberation that was available on Vita. Yeah. But I I wonder why for both Ubisoft and THQ Nordic, these are the games they choose to be like, let's get these in the Switch. Because... For example, Darksiders 3, I didn't think that was so graphically demanding that that couldn't have gotten a Switch release, right? I thought that was one I thought I foresaw a second life for on the Switch where it would find a home. I felt that game was would be great for the Switch. It was very much opportunity to pick up and play. Looked good enough for a Switch. Not amazing on consoles, though. But I feel like technical things are holding it back because even on the PS4, that game had a million to one load screens. That game yeah. bothered me, but... I know you liked yeah. it more than me. So what do you think about Darksiders uh, well, and Three? Well, I still gave it a wait. Like, I, I definitely Ooh. had I definitely had. I'm issues. saying, mine was, I think, an outright pass. I was just like... Oh, oh. I was like, um, no, like, not till like, bargain bin style type of shit. Right. Yeah, no, I would say it is weird that it's three also, because this is just in my brain, Maddie, so you can correct me. It feels like three is more technically demanding than... Like, even Black Flag, because Black Flag, yes, you're seeing an ocean battle, but you're going to have those in 3. And yeah, 3's got the ocean, it's got 3's the got everything. It's got the, the world. Fu- the fucking forest, the, 
the original place being on the boat when and and, and when you first travel at least you're you're still going to be seeing those but it, it just feels to me like three is the most technically i, I could be wrong it just feels like and yeah it's, uh, you're the one who told me because i actually had no i had not heard this and to me it's a very odd choice a good one because i think people want to play it that's going to be so many fucking hours of gameplay like if yeah. somebody wants to play three jesus prepare put away like three weeks of your life because that's that game is big so Especially there's that homestead. too homestead adds a lot of content i that's forgot about I, that yeah because I, I always talk about how maybe i like assassin's creed 3 more because i have great memories of it but i remember there was a period of time i had nothing to play and this was before um you were really reviewing started, like too. reviewing yeah so yeah. i was like all right i'll go back to assassin's creed 3 and i just put like another 30 hours into just doing straight homestead stuff and seeing that build it was a part i had not touched at all and i'd already beat the story mm-hmm. done side missions and a lot of collectibles and I find this whole new part of the game plus the ship combat, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is like a brand new game to me again." Like, there's so many layers to that experience. I agree that I don't know how they would squeeze that all onto the Switch, even if it's an older game from like what 2010, 2009. Oh, definitely, definitely many, many years. Because yeah. I mean, Black Flag was after that. Rogue. Um, I thought I Syndicate. thought Rogue. If any Assassin's Creed, I feel like yeah. that would be the one that out of any AC title, I feel that's the most second life deserving. Yeah, because it's yeah, very different. Uh, it has that title, almost like Assassin's Creed Rogue, where it looks like almost a side game that got yeah. sent to the Switch. Um, what would be interesting is if this Assassin's Creed 3 announcement also came with Liberation, though, which was a Assassin's Creed game, I think, set in... Was it France? It was, because um, yeah. th- I reviewed that because it came later really? on the PS3. There was Liberation Ooh. and the other one. Liberation is the the girl protagonist, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So that got an HD remake, I think, on the 360. Oh. And I actually, I actually somewhat enjoyed it on the 360. So to me, like, first of all, I think Rogue is the best choice also because it's truncated a bit. Black Flag right. got a little ballooned in its content where where Rogue was like, yeah, we have ocean battles, but the story is only about, it's much shorter, I feel, than the others. But you can still do those other things if you want. And I just feel like it's a great contained story that got missed because the 360 version came out. They didn't do an Xbox One or PS4 version for four years. They oh, did God, a PC version. Such a, now you mentioned oh, that, that such was a waste. so weird, too, because yeah. that was when Ubisoft did review copies after launch, and there was a oh. huge huge backlash on that which i'm surprised we don't see too often nowadays where day and date copies are much more prevalent but you yeah, remember right. they were like i think they were giving out review codes maybe it was because it was just the press too but they were giving out review codes <clears throat> i think the day after mm. from rogue and rogue ended up being good I mean, unity was buggy but unity got a lot of the focus and rogue yeah. just flew right under the radar it no did one really it did no one really paid 360 and PC only. And it was the That's release it. dates for the PS4 and <laughs> Xbox One came right at that time. And so Ubisoft was like, oh, we're just doing the original version. And it's like, well, you got a PC version, and these new consoles are basically PCs. Right. Would have been nice to have seen that. Now, they've done an HD remake or remaster for it. But, yeah, man, like that would be so great because people just slept on Rogue, dude. People don't realize. Perfect name, by the way. Uh, right. you, I mean, Unity, I get the reason why the name Syndicate. I get it. Odyssey, it is an Odyssey. Origins, I, I get it. Fit, yeah. yeah, but for some reason, Rogue, once I played it, I was like, oh, of course. Like, mm-hmm. everything about this 
fucking fits for the story, not ruining it for anybody. It's it's such a good tale. Three is really good too. I had some issues with three when it first came out uh, technically, but um, and I think being on the Switch, dude, it is a second life. Switch is getting weird games. They're just they're they're odd. I mean, if you had told me any other Assassin's Creed, I would have actually believed that. Even yeah. in some strange reason, Origins I or just Odyssey. I don't get it because, like, usually Ubisoft's go to re release Cash Cow is the Ezio trilogy. Right. 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 <clears throat> Absolutely. So, to step away from that to me is, is so strange. Um, not that I don't like it because I love Ezio, but, like, we've had so much of him. Maybe that's why they chose mm-hmm. to do it, but also if you're a company. Maybe. Second Life, Switch, just people rebuy the same game twice because it's on the Switch. I'm guilty of it. I bought Dragon Ball Fighters, even though I have it on the PS4 with all the DLC. I, I fucking bought it on launch day again on my Switch just because I like having that option on the go. And some people want that, and I, I get it. It's just like, from a Ubisoft standpoint, wouldn't you get more people buying into that if they're like, wow, I could have Etsy on my PS4, or I could have Etsy in bed and on the car rides. You know, like, that's the thing. I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like that would appeal to more people, that and Rogue. I feel Rogue actually would have been the better choice personally, but I'm not a salesman. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're also, I would assume, they absolutely went and looked and decided graphically, you know, which one they can do. And I, three was, you know, a long time ago. So was Rogue. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that like Origins and Odyssey aren't done. Also, three hasn't been done as much as the others. So it is possible that they're trying to hit it. Remember, if you buy, if you bought Odyssey Special Edition, you got. The remake of so if you buy odyssey special edition you get one of the remakes Wasn't it might be three? three it might be three so maybe oh. yeah so so my opinion is that's mostly how this came up is they were like let's do a release on all and that's totally fine let's do a release on all systems i just feel that the switch is a perfect place for these because i don't think a lot of people expected that mm-hmm. i mean really an assassin's creed game on the switch you start to question how it's going to look um 30 fps obviously locked but if they can get that running well that's gonna unlock a whole dude what if they said watchdogs 2 or something? i'm not a fan of the watchdogs games nearly as much as everybody else but really? those I, are I huge fucking pretty good it i thought it was better i thought it was better than i expected i just didn't like it as much as everybody gotcha. else but imagine if they said watchdogs 1 and 2 were on the switch like, that makes the Switch this place where you can say, okay, I can plug it in, and I can play the games other people are playing, or I can take it on the go, which just isn't done. Like, no other system has a go system, right? Like, it's so awesome to be all, yeah, I'm playing these. So I feel like Ubisoft might also be testing the water in a pretty big way and going, like, what can work on this? What can work technically, and what are people interested in? Because if people show interest in three... Then there's interest in Rogue, and there's and and like you said, maybe it's because Ezio's done so much that they're like, let's do the side ones. Also, the idea that okay, they remastered three. I don't know much about the code that would be involved in taking that and putting it on Switch, but if you already have a game remastered, how much effort does it take to move right. that already finished product to another console instead of trying to figure out how to get Rogue or the Ezio trilogy? on the switch i feel like a lot of the work was already done okay just release it on switch it's gonna increase our bottom line no matter what well i forgot so here's the games dude we forgot one assassin's creed uh freedom cry which was xbox 360 xbox one and ps4 there's another one 
Liberation, Revelations is another one that we've, that I don't think we've ever seen a Revelation. No, we did, it looks like Revelations did get in 2011 an Xbox One and PS4. I think it Maybe I did a review for that. Trilogy. Revelations? Yeah, Revelations, 2011. So it may have, um, but you do, you have, you have Liberation, which got released and didn't really do, you know, insanely well because it was on the older systems. It's, right. it, that would be a great one. Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how many titles fit the Switch once you announced once you told me three was going to be on there. I started looking and I was like, oh fuck. There's, you know, there's actually a Twitter account dedicated to. I think it's called "Should Be on Switch," and it just oh. every day posts a random game <laughs> with like its old really? cover art, and it, it has it oh. on a Switch case, and it says this should be on Switch. And like they did SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, they're like that should be on Switch. Every day they, oh, do, they do something new, and it's it's funny. Like it's not a huge following account. Uh, just one of my friends follows it, so sometimes it pops up on my Twitter feed, and I saw it. I was like, "This is like, this is so true. This is literally me incarnate in a Twitter account." Because I, I always think of that. Mm. Oh, this would be great on Switch. Like, I love this on my PS4, but fuck, I'd love it on my Switch. There's a lot of games, right? And that's what mm-hmm. you were talking about. Is like, what? Are, I mean, there's a lot of games out there. Oxen free, like I said, I fucking adored on the Xbox One. Having it on a Switch is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think Switch is knocking it out of the park. I, if you had asked me two years ago, dude. Even when Lone was on the podcast Bro. a year ago, we were still pretty stunned. But it's like, I'm continually stunned. There was a video Just, I remember making. I always bring it up because I will eventually, if I'm proved wrong, I will make the video. But it was like, Nintendo predicts the Switch going to sell like $40 million in, I think, four years or something like that. And I made a whole video talking about it. I was like, ah. It's like, yeah, they're crazy if they think that's actually going to happen. No shot. Right. And uh, they're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they I did. think they're at like twenty seven million units shipped. I'm like, oh fuck me, man! Like they were, they not only proved me, they're gonna prove me wrong, but like buy a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I mean, didn't they sell the most this year? Yeah, two. Yep. Wasn't it this year by a, a long and shot? Did you yeah, see the dude. attachment rate of some of the games that came out? Smash Bros. already has twelve million copies sold. What? Yep. That's insane. Yep. That's and what's weird is fucking insane. This is why gaming, as it gets bigger, is so. It's so insane as a just a, a, a entertainment form because Xbox's attachment rate is in fucking insane as well, and it's like so. No matter what system somebody has now, PS4, Xbox, or or Switch, the the attachment rate, which for people who don't know, is how many games when somebody buy. It's sort of like when somebody buys a game or a system, how many of these games is attached to it and like in the past it'd be three to one so for every system three games were sold then like 360 was at six or seven and it's like xbox is like at 12 or something but digital of course for a lot of that right um but that's fucking awesome man i mean it's it it, to me it bodes well for nintendo i think nintendo in a weird way is getting a second life i really do believe that the switch could have died dude the switch it was having issues with games coming out. We were like, where are the... I remember sitting here with you and going, there's only one big exclusive, mm-hmm. you know, for the Switch right I now this year. It's because they they were very smart. While Breath of the Wild was like the headliner title, I right. feel they had a good start and a good finish mm-hmm. for that launch year where they had you had your Breath of the Wild and you had Mario Odyssey to look forward to. But they were smart Rabbids. every month. After that, yeah. up until Odyssey, there was another new exclusive coming out, and they gradually yeah. built a library. Even if it was something little like Arms or a re-release, like in May, uh, Mario Kart Odyssey or oh, Mario Kart Odyssey, Jesus Christ, eight 
Deluxe, uh, which is actually the highest selling game on the Switch now, which turned out to not be something small. Like each oh, interesting. one of those games did something for that console. And over time, mm. what it did was if you were buying a Switch come fall when Odyssey was bringing more attention to it, um, people were looking at the library games that just came out within the last year. And they were like, well, fuck, if they do like half of that next year, I'm already getting my money's worth. Because yeah. Nintendo just was smart with saying, we have to keep sh- keep exclusives coming out. Because that was the Wii U's biggest issue, in my opinion, was not third-party support, but they'd have exclusives, but they were so few and far between that it didn't justify getting my foot in the door on the console. But when the Switch came out, and I had eight games by the end of the year, each of them I liked quite a bit outside of, I'd say, Pokemon tournament i thought that game was eh. um you know i felt like my console purchases already justified knowing there was more coming and then you see third-party support coming in i think only that's why i was so confused when people said in 2018 the switch was going to go back downhill i was like how people were like switches right the, the smash bros isn't going to sell more switches and neither will pokemon remake pokemon hit 10 million smash bros sold 12 million in a month I don't know what I, I told you. I had to find my source on that because I, I read so many people like saying Switch is not going to track that well this year. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? For me, it all switched with Rabbids too. Yeah, Rabbids. I, I still remember, you, dude, when That's we were when all you sitting here really saying like, I love yeah, the Switch because you and Lone fire. were you and Lone were talking about your Switches all the time. And I was like, man, whatever. Like it's not. And then Skyrim, I was also very impressed with. With but whatever it was about Rabbids just made me go like, what the fuck, like. That's that shows a lot of attention to detail, a lot of an ideal of doing something different, and then suddenly you have them just nailing it with game after game. It's just, dude, it's yeah. L.A. Noir of all the games. I, I like that version the best. <laughs> like, what the? How did that ever fucking happen? I did a walk in the walk on the PC, and I'm like, I'll never play it again. And Takedown would not shut the fuck up. He's the mm-hmm. guy who came on for anybody who's mm-hmm. wondering. He came on a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, he wouldn't shut up about it. And it is, that's the thing is that. That is what I'm wondering. Will Assassin's Creed 3 on the Switch be my favorite version of Assassin's Creed 3? And that's what's been happening with a lot oxen free. Same thing. My favorite version is the Switch version. So it's like, and then that's ignoring the big titles, the Smash Brothers, which brings in everybody, old fans and casuals. It's, dude, it's, yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Like, I would never have thought this this was going to happen two years ago. It's going to do just as well because you got the new generation Pokemon game coming out. and You cut out for a second. Oh, I said... I think th- your mic might be just a little too far away. How's this? Yeah, I just want to make sure it's not clipping for anybody else. It may just be Discord. No, no, it's all good. Um, I said that I feel this year they're going to do just as well because you have the new mm-hmm. generation Pokemon game, which people are stoked for. You yeah. have Animal Crossing. You have Smash DLC. Which, with that attachment rate, DLC is going to be like fucking selling a whole other game again. When you see Joker come out, people are going to buy the Fighter Pass when they see the next announcement after that, probably. Um, There's definitely going to be a Metroid Prime trilogy, which is going to move systems. I don't know how many, because I know Metroid's popular, but I don't know if it's just like a Nintendo community thing, or is it like a... A Pokemon thing where like the whole world loves Pokemon, like I, right. I, and that's just partially me not knowing a lot. So, but like I mean, there's still so much great stuff to come, and we're seeing third party support like Mortal Kombat, which I think got delayed, but we're also seeing Doom Eternal, um, and now we're seeing little surprises like this. Like it's in a really good spot, and and each year it only gets better. And now we're oh we're yeah. also hearing rumors of a, N- a Nintendo Switch Mini coming out this year. 
I, I got to say, man, I'm, I don't know about you, but like, I don't want it to be smaller, but that's just cause I have man hands. Like I mm. just, I don't know, man. Like I, I mean, how much smaller do you want a smaller one? Mm. You know, I love the size of the switch, but here's the thing though. Cause I remember when I made a video about the switch, uh, when it first came out, I was like, here's why the system's for me. And a couple of people were like, you're overhyping it. Uh, and now to them, I say, kiss my ass. But uh, yeah. there, there were people who were like, well, how could you fit the whole thing in your pocket? I wear these types of pants called drop skinnies. So they have very like baggy waist. We'll say baggy, but um, I think there's a better word to describe. But it's very roomy around the waist and hips. But it gets tighter down your legs. Uh-huh. So because of that room in your waist, your pockets are fucking huge. So right. when I'm telling people in the video, I'm like, I could... I could drop my switch in my pocket anytime. A lot of folks are like, well, what are you talking about? But now I think for those same folks, if a switch mini comes out, we'll call it, that might be good for them because they can put it in their pocket and take them wherever. The issue though, is that the switch, when people started taking it places, there were screens cracking from heat or being joysticks. Yeah. Joysticks. uh, I think it was the left joy con for a lot of folks. Um, My joy cons only slightly fucked up now because I dropped my system one time all it took i dropped it on carpet oh, really one time and the joy con like forcibly got ripped out and one time i was playing oh. it looked connected and then i had to press and it, it like even though it looked in place it clicked ever so slightly and it started working so you know the system's fragile i think a lot of folks would be ready for a mini at this point because it's been long enough um i think with a, new, a lot of new releases coming out and already a huge library behind them folks might take a look at a what I imagine if this is a mini, it's going to be a discounted version. So, oh, I can get Smash and this mini version for 250. We'll say I think I'm being generous, but we'll go with 250. Okay, yeah. Instead of paying 350 for the dock switch, this one you can only play handheld. And instead, oh, okay. let's say the mini is portable only, comes with a charger, and that's it. I don't have mine with me. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, you could obviously get it as close as your back fingers would touch if you really wanted to make it smaller. Um, I'm just trying to I think. I think it would go what's, from you holding what, like this, how my fingers are, to kind of like this. How like, big is the screen on the Switch? Do you know? Is that a 7 uh, or a 9? I'm looking at it right now. I, or is it a 5.1? I'd say 7. I'm, okay, I'm so and you're going off of just looking at it right now. I, and you're thinking uh not docked not dockable i'm i have not shaved some money off yeah i was gonna say that the goal would probably be make this handheld only give them a charger not a a dock right compress the whole thing i don't know if it would be decreased performance or not but maybe extended battery life something like that by somehow doing that shave some money off of it Make some package deals, and you've got yourself mm. another way to sell the system. Because that's how what much Nintendo is the Switch? Because think of how many versions they did of the oh, true. of the, the the DS. There was like the DS Lite, the new DS. It's like I hope they don't go that crazy with it. But DS wasn't there big DS DS XL yeah, or something? XL. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is the Switch now? Uh, when I bought one for my girlfriend for Christmas, it was three hundred. That was during so, Black Friday, or my, I will Cyber say this. Monday. So it was fifty dollars off at that time. I will say this. I feel like they should get that price for the main one down, too, mm-hmm. regardless of anything else. I do feel that they're, when somebody sees $350, they are like, I have a cell phone. 
Not, not, I'm not saying there's overlap, but I'm saying somebody's already, I have a cell phone. So it's like, right. it needs to be cheaper for me to make that purchase. I would love for them to be at like 200, 250 at least. Um, mm-hmm. So that, you know, imagine if they figured out a way to give you a dockless one. I don't know if Nintendo really is worried about savings, but if they did and it was 199, you know, 299 for the big one. And then over time, 150 and 250, it'd be pretty fucking amazing price point. Yeah, overall, I mean, we for, saw the Xbox One Slim selling for 200, I think, or yeah. 170 during like Black 179. Yeah, it was it was like ridiculously cheap. So I feel like yeah, the Switch is still kind of shiny new. There's still a lot of people coming yeah. in. So I feel like. What we'll probably see is the the main switch go to three hundred, and this new version of switch probably sit around the two twenty to two fifty area. If I'm if I'm guessing, you know, I I'm just going based off like what I saw with the PS4 to the PS4 Pro, um, where where the the base version, same thing with the Xbox One to the Xbox One yeah. Slim and and uh, Scorpio, like there was a, a a change in pricing, but it wasn't super drastic. So. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo is not known for their sales. You know, for example, yeah, they, that's what I was thinking like, too. <laughs> their, their their eShop, in my opinion, is not like it needs work. Not in the terms of discoverability, yeah. but um, savings price point for digital, yeah. right? Exa- exactly, because <laughs> PlayStation Store is always doing great sales. I think they rival mm-hmm. the Steam sales at this point. I really do, and I never thought I'd say that, but they do enough sales and theme sales, and, and I feel like I'm getting great deals. And I, I look up the physical price versus what's available on store, and I go, you know what? I'm saving a lot of money here. I'm going to buy this game. Um, I just don't see that on a Nintendo platform, and I'd love to see more themed sales and, and more sales in general from them. Not just yeah, as a I consumer, would de- but I feel like it's smart business to like, okay, let's mm-hmm. cut some stock down, get some units out there. We'll make up the difference with games. And especially, Maddie, digital. It's not costing anybody anything. Mm-hmm. So they could sell it for a dollar, and if it's a non-selling game, one that's not selling, they're making a dollar per sale. Like, there's yeah. nothing going on. They're just serving the bandwidth and giving somebody the game. So it's like, it would be awesome to see the digital sales start to increase on the Nintendo stuff in particular. Even though sometimes I think they don't do that because they're worried about space on the system. Right. I swear to God, sometimes it feels like they're connected. Where they're all, we don't want people bitching about the sale or about the, uh, you know, how much memory you have internally or how, you know, how big your 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 memory card can be so we're not going to do that drop in price but i don't remember did they drop the wii and the wii u can't say i played those enough to yeah and i don't remember we were were talking about last week how i i didn't really touch much nintendo consoles until right uh from between the gamecube until now you know i know i i admire the people who who are on youtube who are very loyal to nintendo during the wii u phase where no one really watched them and now with the switch exploding their channels in turn have exploded because of their I guess you could say loyalty to the product yeah. that they create. But, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely was not one of those people. Like, my Wii U, I got it for Christmas because I wanted to play Bayonetta and Smash. Uh, I wanted to play Wind Waker. I did not like Wind Waker. I loved Bayonetta too. loved Smash, and that was kind of the end of the story for me on my Wii U. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But that's all we've got for this week's Ham Radio Podcast. We hope all of you enjoyed. Carrick, thank you for joining me on Yet you another bet. wonderful episode. And we will catch all of you next week on episode 189. We're creeping up on 200. It's going to happen soon. Indeed. Peace out. Peace out.